Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, welcome back. It looks like season four is the season for me to be a little bit brave and cover topics which uh, aren't really in my um, sort of strong zone because uh, I don't actually inhabit them totally. Uh, but I do want to share some principles and perspectives, so hopefully it can inform uh, people's thinking and hopefully improve their results in the area of executive presence. So today I want to cover executive presence for professionals who are other-abled, right? So that may be from a physical perspective and it may be more uh, visibly apparent or it may be uh, more from a uh, mental or other uh, perspective, which, you know, maybe isn't always as readily apparent. Um, so the statistics on discrimination for uh, professionals who are other-abled are not really great. And by that, I mean there is a lot of uh, discrimination. Uh, and when lawsuits are brought, um, typically they're found 70-some-odd uh, percent in favor of the company, so only 20 some odd percent of those cases are in favor uh, of the other able person who is bringing uh, the discrimination suit uh, via the Americans with Disabilities Act. Act, sorry, excuse me, Americans with Disabilities Act. So this is definitely uh, an issue uh, and something that can be very difficult to deal with, especially if you're a professional and you're working hard and you're getting great results. Um, but because uh, you have uh, maybe a slightly different ability than others, uh, you are perceived differently and being treated differently and your executive presence uh, is not uh, able to come through uh, for those who are in a position to uh, offer assignments, to give promotions, or just to weigh in um, on who uh, should get that next opportunity or not. And, and that can be very frustrating and difficult uh, in terms of keeping up your motivation for your career. So what I want to share uh, with you today are four different kind of principles or uh, approaches uh, that could be helpful uh, in this situation. So one of the keys here uh, for folks who uh, are perceiving other abled people is a lot of times their focus is, is always on the difference, right? On that, on that difference in ability, uh, I don't mean professional ability, right? But, but the other abled ability, it's of their focus on that rather than on your ability to lead well in a given situation. So the ability to lead well in a given situation, the thing that they should be considering and perceiving, that's the executive presence, but they can't get to that because they're stuck on you know, your other ability, uh, and, and they're fixated on that. So one approach is to come up with ways to refocus and reframe that perspective. So I'm going to go over four approaches here, and these apply to all sorts of situations. We're just going to apply them or think about them in this specific context, um, but they aren't uh, by any stretch just for uh, this situation of being other able. So the first approach is 
educating folks about yourself, right? So you come into a room and let's say, you know, your appearance or the way you come into the room is very different than everyone else, right? So by human nature, people are going to notice that difference and fixate on it. And if you don't say anything about it and you know people are thinking about it, then it makes them very hard to hear anything that comes out of your mouth or any actions that you do afterwards because they're still stuck on whatever they were thinking about. So there's this great concept called an accusation audit by Chris Voss. He's a former FBI hostage negotiator, wrote a great book uh, on negotiation from his experience in the FBI. Uh, and basically what the accusation audit is, to, to sort of paraphrase, is you take the energy that is there, that you know that is there, and you, you sort of tackle that right away, right? You don't try to do an end around and hope people forget about it. You go right into it and talk about it right away, right away. So if someone is sort of feeling uncomfortable or noticing something, you just bring it up, you know, directly, um, you know, professionally and say, hey, you know, I noticed this maybe something you're wondering about. Let me tell you about this. Doesn't have to be a big deal. Could take five to 20 seconds. They're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then they relax, you relax, and then you can move on with whatever you're doing. And then you are perceived again with their full focus on your ability to lead and what you're saying uh, and not on your difference from others. So that's one. Educate them about yourself using the accusation audit methodology. Second is providing a model of others as to what's possible, right? Because a lot of times uh, someone may see you and they may not have seen a lot of people like you before or dealt with them in a professional context. So their mind cannot perceive what you're capable of. All they can perceive is what you're not capable of. So sometimes it's really helpful to provide them with a model or example of someone who is just doing such amazing things that they otherwise may not have thought about or known about. But once you bring that to their attention and they start to think about it, they're like, wait a second, if that person is doing something so amazing, there is really no limit to what you can do or frankly to what I can do or to what anyone else can do. So really providing a model to help open their mind to all the possibilities which they would not have considered before because they were stuck on thinking about the difference and the limitation. The third principle is finding allies, right? Um, in an earlier episode, we talked about engaging this 25% rule uh, and stacking the deck. If you hadn't heard uh, that episode, we talked about uh, a study by Damon Santola at the University of Pennsylvania where they found at 25% of a total population, the minority opinion or viewpoint reverses to the majority, right? So what I like to say is stack the deck. So bring allies with you who can support you, who can advocate for you, um, so it's not 100% of the people wondering, right? One out of four of people are saying, look, this is just amazing. you got to pay attention to all the potential here, and don't worry about all that other nonsense going on, right? And the fourth principle I'd like to share with you is creating a familiarity around it, right? We all have people in our lives who are quite unusual, uh, especially the first time we meet them. But as we get to know them better and they become more familiar, that 
sort of different thing doesn't become as big of a deal anymore. In fact, that can become, um, you know, quite a focal point in a good way of the relationship. And a great example of this is Sean Kelly. Uh, he was the chief operating officer of KPMG International. Uh, he would often talk about his daughter who had Down syndrome. And by doing that, it really humanized not just his daughter in people's minds, but also anyone who had Down syndrome. It showed them for the human being they are and the potential and how amazing they were and not the focus on the disability. So, you know, I'm not sure whether he was doing this intentionally or not, but I think the net effect is it was beneficial for anyone who was similar to his daughter who came into contact with Sean because now they had a different way of relating to and thinking of people with Down's syndrome. So that is it for our discussion today on being other-abled, continuing to go into deep waters. Um, hopefully this has been helpful for you. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Hello, good to see you again. Well, it looks like this season is going to be my season of humility, or humiliation. Today I'm going to take on probably the topic that's scariest to me out of all of the year's worth of topics that I'm going to deliver for you this year in terms of my confidence, uh, in knowledge of it, and being able to deliver uh, something relevant to you, my audience. And that is executive presence for black professionals. So if you're a black woman or a black man, uh, in an organization, it's a totally different game for you than it is for pretty much anyone else. And I realize, as an Asian, I don't have a similar experience as all. So I'm not going to try to speak from my experience or extrapolate from that. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel. So.